Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was cold, rainy night. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining me on this cold and windy Friday night in Pittsburgh. But hey, it's January 27th. What do I expect? Well, I expect a miracle and it to be 50 degrees, but that's not going to happen. But it might happen on Saturday, or at least close to it. So I hope it's nice and warm wherever you are. The odds are low, but you never know. And before I continue, I want to ask you to please like and subscribe to our Behind the Curtain YouTube channel. We bring you live shows each and every day and night, including this show. Uh, we have also uh, The Hangover on Monday. We have The Scobro Show on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we have Know Your Enemy, although in off-season, it's The Curtain Call. Thursday, we have The Steelers Preview. Um, we have, we run the North now, the, the homies in the off season and you can catch all of our live shows after the fact on any audio platform of your choosing. I like iHeartRadio, but you can find them anywhere uh, and, uh, check out our audio only host of shows, including let's ride with Jeff Hartman from the cutting room floor with Jeffrey Benedict, what he's talking about with Kyle Kreiss. The Steelers Fix with Jeremy Betts and, and Andrew Wilbar. Bad Language with Brian Anthony Davis. Uh, here we go to Steelers Show. I, be, I believe that's what it's called with Kevin Smith and Brian. Um, did I miss anybody? Uh, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield. 
I think I got them all. So please check those out again on any audio platform of your choosing. And check out Behind the Store Curtain the website. It might be the off season, but as you know, the playoffs are still ongoing in the NFL and the Steelers may not be a part of it, but you know, we discussed that. We have open threads with the you know, the playoffs in mind. Uh, you can kind of get an idea of what the Steelers might have to do in the future based on these uh, playoff teams and, and what they're, they're, they're how they're currently structured. So please give it a, give it a, a, a read. And also, of course, we talk about a lot about the draft that never, never goes. So you'll get plenty of that coverage as well. And let's see who we have in the live chat. Well, first one in. And she asked, am I first? Yes, you are. Just me. Just me is first one in tonight. And Kathy Ford is number two. Still chick 46 is number three. Deborah Skoronsky. I think I got that right. I think I got it right. Welcome, Deborah. She joins us from Facebook. So welcome aboard, everybody. And I hope it's a good show for all of you out there in Steeler land and behind the store curtain land. So let's talk about the Steelers and how they can learn from the Bengals. And apparently I'm frozen, but I don't know. Everything is okay on my end. But I guess it'll, I'll, I'll find out when I go back and listen later. But what are you going to do? It happens pretty much every week. But anywho, how can the Steelers learn from the Bengals and uh, what, the run that they're on? It's easy. I mean, first of all, they can learn that they should know. We should know this anyway. They should have known this going in, that if you can find the quarterback, that's like 90% of the battle, right? And the Bengals found Joe, we didn't find Joe Burrow. They were really bad, and they were able to draft Joe Burrow number one back in 2020. Yeah, 2020. And uh, that first year was kind of rocky. They, they, they weren't ready to compete, and, of course, he got hurt. He had a torn ACL. But things began to come together for them in the 2021 offseason. They went out and uh, made a lot of moves in free agency. Of course, Mike Hilton, one, one of those moves. Uh, they drafted Jamar Chase, uh, you know, and, and, and they added some necessary pieces. And, and they quickly uh, constructed a well-rounded roster. You know, I mean, it's, that, that's what, that's what uh, tends to happen when you, when you finish uh, – at the bottom of the league for a few years in a row, uh, you don't have cap money or cap issues, right? And if you can find a good quarterback, if he turns out to be the the, the real thing, then that's that's going to uh, ex- accelerate your your uh, your growth. And obviously, it has for the Bengals. They are they were in the Super Bowl last year. They they lost in the final moments, and they're back in the AFC Championship game this year after really demolishing Buffalo last week in Buffalo. I thought that it was a fantastic performance by them. I thought they were the most impressive team of the divisional weekend. You know, they didn't look the most impressive. Uh, the Eagles were when they d- dismantled the Giants 38 to seven, but I thought, I thought the Bengals were the most impressive for what they were able to do because going into Buffalo with everything, you know, Buffalo was, um, was, was playing for DeMar Hamlin uh, their history of, of, of falling short in the Super Bowl back in the 90s, four years in a row. And in recent years, you know, they lost in the AFC Championship game in 2020 to the Chiefs or the 2020 season. 
Uh, and then, of course, they lost uh, last year to the Chiefs in the, in the uh, divisional round, that very, very controversial ending. Well, it wasn't controversial. I mean, it was nothing controversial happened. It's just they, <laughs> uh, uh, they blew a, a, a lead with 13 seconds left and lost in overtime. And, and the league was then forced, not forced, but they were encouraged or inspired to change the overtime rules. So it wasn't controversial. It was heartbreaking. So you, you figured that this is going to be the Bills year. It, and it certainly looked that way early on uh, in the season. And they had, a, they had a good record. I mean, they, they went 13 games. They beat the Chiefs uh, in Kansas City. Uh, but I think they peaked too soon. You know, they were one of those teams that they kind of peaked, peaked early. And of course, they lost Von Miller. That didn't help. Uh, conversely, the Bengals, they kind of, you know, were iffy early on. I think they were 0-2 to start the year. They lost to Pittsburgh in a week or two. Uh, I don't know how either team managed to win that game. <laughs> but Pittsburgh managed to win it in the last play of overtime, on the last play of overtime. Um, and they started off kind of slow. Joe Burrow had the uh, appendectomy before the year. Um and of course, it's always tough in the AFC North, right? And they and, and they they split with everybody. I think, yeah, yeah. They, they got demolished by the uh, the Browns. Uh, they lost to the Ravens, but they also beat all three of those teams. So the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns. So you know uh, they got they were battle tested from from their year in the AFC North. And of course, they beat the I think they beat the Chiefs. Did they beat the Chiefs in the regular season, or was that last year? At any rate, uh, they they. They certainly came on at the end. Uh, they won 11 games. Um, they survived the Ravens in, in, in the wild card round, even though Lamar Jackson wasn't playing. Uh, Tyler Huntley was the quarterback, and you know it took a uh, her, her Herculean effort. I can never say that word. It took a it took a great effort uh, from uh, their defense in the fourth quarter that uh, Logan Wilson uh, stripping. Huntley of the ball at the goal line when he was trying to dive over for a touchdown and, and Sam Hubbard taking it 98 yards at the defensive lineman. So it took a, it took a, a, a great effort for, for the Bengals to get through the Ravens, but they're always a tough out in the playoffs. But what they did to the Bills last week, I mean, that told me all I need to know about them and, and the kind of team that they have. And I certainly wouldn't be shocked if they went out and uh, beat the Chiefs this week and, and made it to the Super Bowl again for a second year in a row. But even if they don't, even if they don't, I think there's still a good role model for Pittsburgh to follow because, you know, believe it or not, I know we don't like to subscribe to this in Pittsburgh, you know, Super Bowl or bust, that mentality. But getting to a Super Bowl and then getting back to the, even if you lose, and then getting back to the AFC championship game the next year at minimum, that's a pretty good run. You know, that, that's an indication of you being a, a really true, strong contender, which the Bengals no doubt are uh, right now. I mean, they have a good thing going and yeah, it might change when Burrow uh, is finally paid, excuse me, the, the mega bucks, excuse me. And, you know, quarterbacks today are making 50, 60 million a year, or that's, that's what, what it's going to be by the time Burrow is up for his uh, payday. So it's going to be difficult to, uh, keep that roster together and, and that's fine. But if they have Burrow, they're probably going to be legit for, for a while. They might not be as strong as they are right now, four or five years from now, but they're probably still going to be legit and they're going to be
be a, a force to be reckoned with for many years to come. That's what it means to have a guy like that. You know, look at the Packers. Uh, they haven't been back to the Super Bowl since 2010, but you know, they, they were, uh, they weren't as good as they were in that Super Bowl year, but they were always contending with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Same with the saints. They weren't, they were never the same after, after they won their Super Bowl in 2009. Uh, once they started, you know, paying Drew Brees, the, the mega bucks year after year after year, but they were able to stay in contention. They were able to get back to the AMC championship game multiple times, I believe as recently as 2018, actually. Uh, you know, so as long as you have that quarterback, you, you have a shot, even the chiefs. I mean, they, they paid Mahomes the big money, uh, what a couple of years ago now. And, and they're playing in their fifth straight AFC championship game. So, you know, the window for the Bengals to win it all might be a couple of years, two or three years, but you know, they're in that window right now. That's, that's the most important thing is they're in that window as are the chiefs, as are the Eagles and as are the 49ers, even though it's up in the air, who their quarterback of the future is. Is it Brock Purdy, the Mr. Irrelevant last guy picked in the draft, the rookie, or is it uh, Trey Lance, you know, but still they have a strong team. So uh, maybe they can continue their, their run even longer if they don't have to pay a quarterback big money. We'll see. But, you know, the Steelers, the one thing that, that they didn't have to do that the Bengals did was bottom out. They did not have to bottom out. You know, they didn't have to, to tank and finish um, at the bottom of the league in order to get their quarterback, presumably Kenny Pickett. Now, obviously, the jury's still out on him. Uh, he just had, he's, he's coming off his rookie year. Uh, it wasn't a, a great rookie year. He showed glimpses, but that's all, all they were were glimpses. It wasn't, he never had that breakout game where uh, he threw for a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns and looked like the best player on the field. He, he, did, he looked like that guy in important moments, especially towards the end of the year when he came back against the, he brought them back against the Raiders and of course against the Ravens. But I think, you know, if you, if you were a betting person, if you were a gambler, I think you, you, you want to put your money on uh, Kenny Pickett making it as a quarterback in the NFL, becoming becoming uh, that guy. So, you know, that's one lesson they, they don't have to take from the Bengals bottoming out. I mean, they, they were able to, to rebuild their offense. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's a finished product by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, but they, they revamped it and it's, it's, it's a young offense. Now, you know, the defense, uh, it's more of a veteran unit. Uh, but, you know, there's room there for, for them to, to, to tweak it, obviously defensive line, inside linebacker, cornerback, you know, so, but there's still enough star power there that, that uh, with, you know, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka, uh, you know, if they can, if they can draft uh, properly and, and retain the right guys. And when I say the right guys in my, in my mind, that would be Terrell Edmonds and, uh, and Cam Sutton. I think they're valuable players for them to, to keep around. If they can do that, well, that, this defense can get young and, remain dominant, maybe even more um, dominant, you know, if they had the right pieces. So, you know, they're, uh, I think they're, they're, they're looking pretty good right now for, for, for the future. You know, they just have to hope that Pickett can, can raise his game to, to the level of, of a Joe Burrow, at least close to that. Cause you know, that could be a pretty uh, exciting 
rivalry for the next four or five years between these two teams. And I mean, who knows where the, what's going to happen with the Ravens? I mean, they they might you know they're they're never out of it as we know. And, and the Browns, I mean, the Browns is the Browns, as Juju once said. But you know, like him or, or not, Deshaun Watson is the fantastic quarterback, and he's going to be around for a while with that with that contract of his. So, you know, how many games did he play last year? Five or six? I mean, who knows what what this guy could do with a full season, a full off season. Uh, a preparation then followed by a full season as the Browns quarterback. So, you know, it, like I talked about before, it, it's, it's incumbent upon Kenny Pickett. It's paramount that he, that he, uh, uh, takes the training wheels off as quickly as possible and becomes a good quarterback in the NFL or a great one, you know? So, you know, I know there's, there's a, all this angst about, about, um, the Steelers, uh, you know, not firing Matt Canada and, and, uh, being stuck in their ways, et cetera, et cetera. And the three playoff wins in 12 years. Uh, and, you know, that's not acceptable. And, you know, they haven't won a game, a playoff game in six years. I get all that. But as I've said many times before on this very show, and I know nobody wants to listen to me, go back and look at, with the exception of the Patriots, who their run lasted forever, but I think that might be in the, in, in the beginning stages of this kind of thing right now. But go back in, in history and look at every team that had a Super Bowl run. Not not just won a Super Bowl. They had like that won multiple Super Bowls over five or six years, or, or, or made it to multiple Super Bowls over five or six years, or even over a, a, a decade or whatever. They had a nice run going. And then look at what they did in in in, in the uh, ensuing decade, right? Look what they did in the ensuing decade. The Steelers, people never talk about this. You know, people keep going on about the 12, three playoff wins in 12 years. You know, like it's never happened before. After Pittsburgh won its fourth Super Bowl in 1979, when they beat the Rams, 19, January 1980, between that, from that game until the, the, the uh, divisional round of the playoffs in 1994, they won two playoff games. Two playoff games. After that run, four four Super Bowls in six years, they won two playoff games in what fifteen years, right? They 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 beat the, the Broncos in the '84 divisional round, one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen them have in the playoffs. Maybe the biggest upset. Well, maybe not the Colts. I think that was a bigger upset. Either way, uh, and then of course they beat the uh, the Oilers in, in the wild card round in '89. Uh, they lost in '82, uh, and that. NFL tournament, the strike shortened season. They lost their first game. They were one and done. One and done in 83, got blown out by the Raiders in the divisional round. Uh, lost in 92, Bill Cowers' first year, the uh, divisional round. Had home field advantage, got blown out by the Bills at Three Rivers. The next year, final seed in the AFC, lost in overtime to the Chiefs. You know, so they had two playoff wins, two coaches and two playoff wins in 15 years. Uh, you know, so I think this is pretty normal for teams that have a run like Pittsburgh had. And the reason why I say that is you look at look at these, the 70s and the, 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 the climate of the NFL back then. Free agency didn't exist. Players couldn't move around. So basically, they, they stayed in one place. As long as they kept winning, you know, the, you know, teams didn't, teams weren't forced to uh, to to 
uh, revamp the roster every year, to turn the roster over every year, every two years. They, they, they had their, their core. They tried to add through the draft, but you know, you look at Pittsburgh's draft record after 74, people talk about the 74 draft. Well, from 75 on the rest of that decade, they barely brought any talent in, you know, they, they weren't focused on that as much because they were focused on trying to win and trying to keep that, that, that run alive as long as they could, you know, so they, they, um, you know, th- these guys all got old all at once because there was no, I mean, there was no room for them to, to uh, bring anybody else in and, and, uh, and, and have them become starters because, you know, they were winning Super Bowls. I mean, they were, they were going, they were on the greatest run in the history of the league up to that point. So, you know, there were a, a number of, of, of draft picks that didn't make the team and went on to become stars elsewhere, you know? So, uh, that was the climate back then, you know, so all these guys got old at once. They didn't have anybody to replace them. And the eighties were pretty mediocre and worse than that by the end of the eighties, which was pretty common for teams back then. The Packers were like that in the seventies. They were, they were the dominant team in the sixties fell off the face of the earth in the seventies. It happens. You know, the, 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 the 49ers were, were the team of the eighties. But they were able to keep it going into the 90s because free agency kicked in then, you know. But once it fell off for them, they were they were one of the, the, the dregs of the league for a number of years. Um, but today, what you see today, when a team goes on a Super Bowl, Super Bowl round like Pittsburgh did in the 2000s through 2010, you know, they, 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 they had to do that in, in, a, in the free agency era where quarterbacks made mega money, you know, Ben made, you know, as much money as any quarterback during his day, he made the max during his time. So that hurt, that hurt the, uh, the salary cap salary cap, obviously is another reason the salary cap, um, became a, 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 a hindrance for teams. It became a, a thing that even the playing field for, for these teams. So you have a big, big time quarterback. You have to pay, you have, you have to pay Terry Bradshaw that kind of money in the seventies, but you had to pay Ben that kind of money in the 2000s. That that uh, hurts your cap space. Plus, you have all these other stars: James Harrison, Troy Polamalu, Heinz Ward, uh, on and on and on. You had to pay these guys. You wanted to keep them around. Even guys like uh, like Timmons. Yeah, you know, you wanted to keep these players around and, and keep that core together as long as you could. And you really couldn't bring. You know, you couldn't. Uh, it was hard to 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 bring new talent in. Uh, in that climate. Plus you're always drafting in, in, in the, in the twenties, right? So, you know, you, 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 you're always dealing with cap issues. I mean, they dealt with cap issues the entire 2010s, basically. They were always in cap trouble. And so it was hard to build a roster that way. So, you know, and, and plus you throw in the, the, the key injuries cause they were a top heavy team, right? They weren't this deep team like they were in the two thousands. Where they could survive, they could survive a Casey Hampton um, uh, suffering a, a torn ACL. And you, you replace him with Chris Hoke, Hokey, right? That, that was 20, 2004. You, you didn't have that in the twenty tens because you had you had uh, you know, all these bloated contracts. You had Ben's contract. So if you lost a key player like a Le'Veon Bell, uh, you know you didn't have anybody behind him, and that was a bit of a fluke because of of Garrett Blunt and his goofiness and them being forced to cut him. 
but you know, you, you lose Le'Veon Bell, you had nobody to back him up. Uh, you lose Ryan Shazier in 2017, he doesn't have a, a legit backup, you know. So that's why you know you lose Antonio Brown in the playoffs. Bell got hurt again during the 2016 playoffs. That's why you know if you look if you go back and examine all that, and if you examine the the, the structure of the NFL and what happens to teams with big time quarterbacks on big time contracts uh, in the salary cap era, and then you factor in other things like other contracts plus key injuries to a team that doesn't have a lot of depth because it, because the stars are taking up all the all the most of the money that that might explain why you win three playoff games in 12 years plus guess what you're not living in a vacuum if you're the Steelers you have all these other teams constantly trying to get better they have plenty of cap space and they're drafting in the top 10 so they're able to replenish the roster so you know that's really all I want to say about that. Yes, it's been a long time for, for Pittsburgh. They've been in, they've been pretty mediocre for 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 five years, and you know they they've been legit contenders for maybe twenty fifteen, eh, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Really, they were legit contenders maybe two times in the last since two thousand eleven. But it's hard to do after after a, a long Super Bowl run like they had. Especially when you when your your franchise quarterback sticks around for for an entire decade after his rookie contract is up. All right, wow, I went on a long time tonight. So at the twenty four fifteen mark, I will take a break and I will allow you to hear a word from our sponsors. I will be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for sticking with me through the second half. Show saying in the lap. And it's what you talking about, Bronco country. Wow, that's a country uh, I wasn't expecting to hear from. And he says, if you all had a time machine and you can go back the last 10 years and pick one player in the draft that came out, who would it be? Wow. That's a good question. I don't know. Let's see, did anybody answer that question? Well, obviously, if, if I had to pick anybody, it would be Patrick Mahomes because, you know, he, 
he made such a huge difference for the Chiefs. I mean, they were already a, a contender before they drafted him, but the fact that he fell to the tenth spot, I think it was in 2017. I mean, obviously, if, if there was a do-over for that draft, he's number one. TJ Watts number two. What went what thirtieth that year? So it would definitely be, be Patrick Mahomes. And I bet you if the Bears had had to do it all over again, they would have picked him and not Mitch Trubisky. So uh, that's a good question there, big country or Bronco country. And it's from just me, who says, what was that Super Bowl with the 49ers when Rice did the one-handed catch? Then on commercial, the Bud Light bottle caught a ball with one hand. Best commercial placement ever. Well, that was Super Bowl 23, uh, following the uh, 1988 season between the Broncos, or I'm sorry, the Bengals and the 49ers. That was the uh, heartbreaking uh, loss for the Bengals when they came within 34 seconds of, of upsetting the 49ers. So that was that one. Um, that was a great, that's one of, one of the top Super Bowls I've ever seen. And I was 16 years old at the time and I loved every second. I wanted the 49ers to win, but I also was appreciative at the time of it being a, of the fact that it was a great game because there had been a, 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 uh, a rash of blowouts in the Super Bowl um, up to that point. I think the last competitive one before 88, I'm trying to think. Uh, Pittsburgh and LA, that was competitive. Uh, but the Raiders, they blew out the Eagles. Um, the 49ers kind of blew out the, it really wasn't a blowout, but they controlled the game against the Bengals and that Super Bowl, the first one between those two teams. Uh, I guess Washington and uh, in Miami, that was a pretty competitive game. The one where, where, where uh, Riggins went 40 yards on fourth down to, for the game winner in the fourth quarter. That was a pretty good game. But for the most part, there were blowouts in the 80s. So when, when, the, when the Bengals and 49ers had that epic battle, that really a, a defensive battle, nobody was expecting that. You had you know, the 49ers with their, with, their high, with their fantastic offense under Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig. And then you had the Bengals with their high-octane offense, their hurry-up offense with, with Boomer and, and uh, um, Oh, what was his name? Uh, I can't think. Uh, obviously, um, uh, Icky Woods as running back. Uh, Chris Collinsworth was still on that team. Uh, Eddie Brown. Eddie Brown. He was their, their top receiver. James Brooks was on that team. It was a really good offense. And it became a scoring or a defensive battle. And actually, the Bengals got their only touchdown on a, um, on a uh, kick return. Um, was it Jennings was his name, I think? Yeah, so that was a great Super Bowl. And, uh, of course, the, the one thing about today, this era, is most Super Bowls are pretty competitive. I don't know. That's that's weird that we had, we, we had a, a, such a, a period where there were so many blowouts. Now it seems like every Super Bowl is, is a, is a nail-biter, you know. Uh, so that, that's good to see. All right. Let's see what Cherry Richards says. The Steelers would have beat the Broncos easily if, if not for Ben being hurt, Brown and Bell being out. Thanks. Perfect. You still are Super Bowl. Yeah, that, actually, that 2015 team was pretty good. And I left that one out because of the injuries and because they barely snuck into the playoffs. But, you know, Le'Veon Bell went down mid middle of the year. He tore, he tore his MCL. Thanks to Perfect. It was a kind of a questionable tackle. And then at the end of the year, they were trying to get into the playoffs. And uh, uh, D'Angelo Williams got hurt. And he was a heck of a running back for them. 
but there was a stretch there in 2015 where they were scoring like 30 points a game, you know, and that was with D'Angelo Williams in place of Bell. You had obviously Brown, uh, Bryant, um, Marcus Wheaton. I mean, that whole Heath Miller, that whole offense was fantastic under Ben. And it's a shame that they suffered those injuries. But the ironic part about, about Brown's injury in that wild card game, the concussion at the hands of, of Perfect, is if not for that concussion, they probably don't win that game. So it's like a, a conundrum, right? You know, you don't win that game without that that crazy penalty by or that dirty penalty by Perfect, and then the crazy penalty by Pac-Man uh, trying to get into a fight with uh, Joey Porter. You know, leave well enough alone there, Pac-Man. I don't know why he was trying to fight with Joey Porter on the field, other than he was Pac-Man Jones, and that's what he did. Uh, so that, that was crazy. You know, if, if if not for that. They probably don't even make it to Denver. But in that Denver game, they were so depleted uh, without Brown, without Bell, without Williams. Ben was hurt, even though he played a good game, but he was still not up to 100%. And yet they still almost won, which was amazing. I think that was uh, uh, one of their more underrated teams of the, two tw- of the 2010s, the 2015 team. So, All right. And this one is from Brian Brown. Y'all know the Bengals will be this year's week 18 game for the Steelers, right? I don't know. Will they? Uh, I mean, choose either the uh, Ravens or the Browns. But maybe it will be the Bengals this year. By the way, the, you know, the, another thing I wanted to touch on briefly is I, I think it gets lost on people, just how much fun it is when your favorite team makes it to the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, this week, obviously, two teams are going to make it. Whoever wins the AFC Championship game, NFC, you know. And I'm so I'm already envious of, of the two fan bases of the teams that, that make it because it's such a festive time, uh, you know, those two, those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. I've experienced it, what, four times now? Yeah, four times as, as I mean, I, you know, I don't really remember anything about about Super Bowl 14 other than watching the game. But as an adult, I've experienced it four times going back to Super Bowl 30. And those two weeks are always so much fun. And, you know, the city, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's celebrating another holiday, right? You know, you got the, the yard signs, the, the, the baked goods, people ordering black and gold cakes and, you know, people putting up banners and decorating their windows houses uh you know it, it's just such a fun time and, and and you know win or lose obviously you want them to win but to be those two weeks leading up to it are, are more fun than the aftermath of of a win i mean the aftermath of a win is great but i don't know there's just something about having that game to look forward to it's just such a oh i man like people people mock the loser it's such a an accomplishment to make it to that game I mean, it really is. Obviously, you want to win it, but you know this. You know the way the way sports fans and media think now. You know, if you're not first, you're last. That's such a silly sentiment. It, it's it's like a macho thing to say, but it, it's kind of horse manure because you know if you make it to the Super Bowl, it's a tremendous thing. I mean, the Jets haven't been there since before they landed a man on the moon, right? Uh, the Browns have never been there. The Lions have never been there. The Vikings haven't been there since Jimmy Carter was elected president. I can go on and on and on. 
You know, the Jaguars have never been there and they've been around for almost 30 years. Just getting there is, 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 is so hard. And, uh, you know, even if the Bengals make it and lose again, that's a heck of a run to get to that game two years in a row. So, again, it's just, just, I just, you know, ugh, I just, I just can't wait for Pittsburgh to get back to this point again where they're a legit contender and, and we can have these kind of celebrations again, this kind of excitement where it's, you know, they're not just sneaking into the playoffs and a 10 point underdog. Uh, they're going into the playoffs with, with a legit chance to win it all. I can't wait for that for that to, to, to be a reality again. So uh, on that note, uh, let's talk about, these, you know, no matter what happens this week, it's going to be a good story. I think there's, there's uh, obviously Joe Burrow leading his team back to the Super Bowl again. That'd be a great story for the Bengals, the downtrodden Bengals, you know, if they're able to, to, I mean, they've already survived the, the hangover. They've already gotten over that hump. It's the Rams that have the hangover this year, the one that won it last year. So if Joe Burrow can get them back there again, to me, that would be an amazing story. If Patrick Mahomes got the Chiefs back there, third time in four years, fantastic story. It really would be a great story. Um, you have Juju in there, you know, he could, he could, he could win a ring. Um, and on the NFC side, you know, the Eagles, they won it, what, 2017? Uh, and they're on their, what, second coach since then? And, you know, they, they went out and uh, they had to get rid of Carson Wentz, and they, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round a few years ago. And uh, he looked like a bust coming into this year. And now he's an MVP candidate, and they're on Super Bowl. So if he makes it, I mean, that would be a fantastic story for Philadelphia. I mean, if they make it with him as their quarterback, that'd be a good story. And of course the 49ers, you know, heck of a roster, strong team, great coaching. And, uh, you know, you lose Garoppolo, then you lose Trey Lance or whatever order that happened in, but you lost both your, your top two guys. And you have, you have to go to this guy, the last guy picked in the draft, a rookie. And here you are, you're one step away from the Super Bowl with him. And if they make it, it'd be their second time in four years. It's already the third time in four years that they've been to the NFC championship game. So they're clearly uh, among the elites of the, of the NFC and they have been for a while. And, you know, their quarterback situation is always in flux and yet they're, they're, they keep finding a way to win. So again, no matter, no matter what happens this weekend, it's going to be a great story and it's going to be a great matchup whatever it happens to be in, in the Super Bowl. So I'm really looking forward to catching these games on Sunday. And on that note, I am done talking, and I will take more comments and questions. Uh, and this is one from the CUDA, and he asks, why do the Steelers have cap money issues? Well, that's more of a past tense kind of a question. And really, it had to do with Ben, and it had to do with, with constantly kicking the can down the road with a lot of these bloated contracts that you had for a lot of them left over from that, those Super Bowl teams, you know, I mean, you had to keep, you know, paying these guys and, and, you know, they went from in the nineties, they didn't really sign any free agents of their own. I mean, they would sign somebody every now and then Jerome Bettis was, was a great example, but mostly they, they let players go and they, and they 
promoted their backups to starters and, and they had a lot of success doing that. But, you know, when you start winning Super Bowls, people expect you to keep doing that. And that was the reality for them in the 2000s. Uh, and they wanted to keep that running going as, as much as they could. So, you know, they, they kept these guys around. They kept this team together as much as they could through 2011. And, you know, they were still doing that into in the 2000s because, or 2010s, because they had Ben's contract on the books and it was a, a big contract. Uh, Antonio Brown's contract was, you know, he was always among the top receivers in the league as far as his pay, you know, so, you know, they, 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 they spent more on, on their own free agents in the two twenty in the 2010s in the, in the two thousands than they did in the past. So that was why they always had cap issues and they were always restructuring. They were always, uh, uh um, uh, yeah, restructuring, which meant that you you kind of kicked the can down the road, and 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 that's why they 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 were always having cap issues. Cap issues, and it came to a head two off seasons ago. That's why I laugh when people are still criticizing them for not signing Mike Hilton. Well, I mean, he wanted to, he wanted to, to max out his earnings, and they could never really get a deal done with him up through his final year. And by the time his final year hit, you know, he wanted, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to max out his, uh, his earnings. And that's what he did with Cincinnati. And I mean, who can, who can fault him when you see the success that they've had in the two years that he's been there, you know, people, you know, criticize them for not signing Mike Hilton, but they also cut Steven Nelson because of to quote Kevin Colbert salary cap issues. He, he just cost too much for them and and you know they 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 had to had to let him go even though he was a fine cornerback for them all right let's see and this from from monica s bring back mason rudolph as the backup that's not going to happen i don't think I, I think mason rudolph wants a fresh start if anybody wanted a fresh start it's mason rudolph unless unless he has a reckoning and, and, and finally decides, look, I'm meant to be a backup in this league. And I, I know, I know this team, I know this city, I'll just stay here and be the backup, you know, but I don't see that happening. I think he's determined to, to go, go somewhere and try to win a job. So he's not going to come back. And I'd actually be shocked. I, I'd probably be, I'd be a bit disappointed if he became the, if he came back here as the backup, I want to see that guy go somewhere and succeed. You know, just, just something about his story. I just want to see him succeed. This is from Sherry Richards, Ken, Ken Anderson, longtime quarterback for the, for the Bengals, one of the best and most underrated quarterbacks in the history of the league. And she says, if, if, if Ken Anderson wins that first game against the 49ers following the 81 season, that Super Bowl was a Super Bowl 16. Uh, he's in the hall of fame and, probably right i mean look look what um winning one super bowl did for joe namath you know it was a big one it was a famous one but i mean you look at his stats they were pretty awful but or at least average but he made it based on on uh on winning that super bowl three probably more than any, anything uh else Shane Giggle says Joe Burrow is the next damn Reno. He will have all these good stats. Never win the big one. Well, I mean, he's really just getting started. 
you know, I mean, uh, you know, never say never, but uh, obviously if, if, if Joe Burrow goes on to have a career like Dan Marino, that's not something to be ashamed of. I mean, Dan Marino is arguably the, the greatest quarterback who ever lived. He just happens to not have a ring, you know, but I'm sure he's proud of his career. <laughs> so if Joe Burrow goes on to have that kind of a career, I don't think that's a, that's a huge indictment of Joe Burrow. That's actually a compliment to Joe Burrow. This one from Randy Wagner. I don't really understand why the Steelers gave up on Mason Rudolph. What did he do wrong? I just think, you know, he got caught up in the in circumstances, right? I mean, you know, uh, he came along at a time when, you know, much like, uh, yeah, he came along at a time when the offense went from being a strength to being a weakness. You know, I mean, his first year here, Le'Veon Bell held out the entire season and, and, and never came back his second year, <laughs> you know, no more, no more bell, obviously, and no more Antonio Brown. Right. You know, and, and he's thrust in the second game of the year as a starter, you know, and, and, and it's hard to, it's hard to succeed when you're missing two of your killer bees. Right. So, you know, Ben never liked them and that probably didn't help his cause as far as his development, you know, and, 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 you know, when a team, when a team uh, uh, is in the situation Pittsburgh was in after Ben retired, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to try to replace him uh, with uh, somebody they hope that can develop into, into close to that kind of a, a player. And maybe they didn't feel like Rudolph would ever reach that, that milestone. Maybe it's unfair of them because, you know, he didn't really, he had basically a season's worth of experience and, you know, he never really quite had that over the hump moment. So, but, you know, you see that, you see that in the NFL a lot, you know, teams give up on quarterbacks too soon or not. I shouldn't say too soon. I mean, who knows if if it's too soon, but they give up, they give up on them pretty quickly. And one never knows if, if they can, if they were going to be anything good because they never really were really given a fair chance anywhere else either. So, Brian Brown says, My worst nightmare, Collinsworth and Esiason calling a Steelers game. I mean, Collinsworth is great. You know, Boomer, he's all right. Uh, you know, he's opinionated, but he's, he's supposed to be. That's what he's getting paid for. But I really like, I really like Collinsworth. I, I don't understand what people, the, the problem people have with him, but it seems like fans have a problem with every national announcer. So Collinsworth probably gets it here worse than, than other places because he's a former Bengal. But, you know, that's it, just, that's just how fans are with, uh, the national guys because they call it right down the middle. And if you're calling it right down the middle, you're against the home team. That's just how fans look at it. All right. Brian Brown says the Super Bowl stinks most of the time. I, I can only think of six good ones. And I think there's been more than that recently. I mean, that's the thing. Since probably since the early 2000s, I think most Super Bowls have been classics. You know, you, you go, I mean, 
up through the late 90s. They, a lot of them were duds, but since the early 2000s, I mean, they've, most of them have been pretty darn good. This one from what what you talking about, Bronco Country, the 2015 Broncos defense is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, it probably doesn't get probably doesn't get the uh, the attention it deserves because you know we're in an era where defense isn't valued as much as it was years ago, and that was Peyton Manning's last year uh, as a quarterback. But yeah, that that defense was the reason why they won. It wasn't really Peyton. I mean, he had, he missed what like six or seven games that year. He threw like nine touchdowns, seventeen intercepts, with some crazy stat. It was really all about the defense, and that that carried them uh, to that Super Bowl win. Just me says Tony is excited. Yeah, I am. I'm talking really fast tonight. That's okay. I feel like I'm having a good show. And Randy Wagner says, uh, we never landed a man on the moon in 1969. It was a fake. Well, that's uh it's pretty uh it's uh I guess uh, fitting for you to say, considering some of the wacky things people were saying on the internet on uh during the week, and that's all I'll say about that. All right. Sherry Richards says, Panthers hire Frank Reich as head coach. I think the Steelers knew something and kept Canada. Well, I, I think the chances of Reich not getting a another head coaching job were pretty slim. I think he was going to get, he was always going to get another shot. And, uh, you know, I don't think they were ever even going to, they ever even considered Reich. I think they were going to stick with Canada uh, based on how the 2022 season finished out. All right. This one is from Mark Malone. I think the Steelers always did a pretty good job with the cap. COVID kind of screwed them, but it really screwed others. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, something I forgot to mention. That 2020 season no fans in the stands or few fans in the stands that really decreased the revenue around the league. And that really that, that decreased the salary cap. And that forced uh, the Steelers into cap hell, maybe sooner than they would have been. Otherwise, Brian Brown asks, shouldn't the Steelers just resign all their defensive backs and draft the corner in the first round to, to solidify the position? I mean, I don't know. I, I like Levi Wallace. He's under contract. Uh, so is a killer Witherspoon. I'm not that crazy about him. So they're under contract as far as I remember, if I'm, if I'm remembering things correctly, but I'm wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to them drafting a corner because I still think they need to upgrade there. I mean, if they can sign Sutton and, and Edmonds, then you know, I think they'll be okay as far as their secondary next year. But if they can bring a a a, 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 a corner in and, and develop him, then that's to me that would be even better. Mary Wagner says, "I've been hearing that Josh Dobbs should and might be brought in as the backup. Maybe who knows? I don't know." All right. This one is from another one from Bronco Country. You better hope Joe Burrow lengthens. Joe, you better hope Joe Burrow. I don't know what what, what what that is. 
isn't the next damn Maria because he's if he is, that's just bad for the Steelers. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you maybe you had a typo in there, but that's a great point. If if Dan Marino, if, if Joe Burrow has a curl like Dan Marino, it's going to be a long 10 years or so for the Steelers. All right. This one from Brian Brown, who types in all caps, so he really wants us to see it. Josh Dobbs never wins any games. He is always a losing quarterback. Why do we want him? I don't know. But they're talking about as a backup. They're not talking about him coming in and, and being the starter. So maybe part of the reason why he, wins, he loses all of his games is because he's the backup. All right. Well, on that note, I think I'm going to call it a night. You guys enjoy those conference title games. So I talk to you again. Have a great weekend, and uh, um, remember, remember this. You have to remember. I know you don't like to hear it, but making making it to the Super Bowl is pretty special. Stop and check Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.